Welcome back to the channel today, everyone. I am Sarah Higdon. I am your host. This is Transform to Freedom. Um, it's Tuesday. It's not Monday. So normally, yes, if you are new to the show, we normally run this show on Monday, but obviously yesterday was a holiday, so I took off. And I actually went to Dragon Con here in Atlanta with my roommate. Uh, she had an extra ticket, so I uh, I went, checked things out, never really been to a convention. It was cool. Maybe I'll go next year. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we did that, went to dinner down in the city. Um, and then just hung out. It was it was it was a good day. Um, hope y'all, if you're in the US, had a good time, visited with friends, family, relaxed on your day off. Or if you worked, I hope it was a productive day at work. So um I understand that. Yeah, I uh <laughs> I uh I, I don't know what it's like to really take holidays. Um, I, I generally work just about every day. So <laughs> um, it was different for me. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good day. Um, starting starting the show, I definitely want to first and foremost, um, if you haven't seen, we lost um, uh, two, I'm going to say legends in the music industry. Um, so first, um, we lost Jimmy Buffett, who I love Island music. I love Jimmy Buffett's music. Um, and so it was, that's a, that's a sad loss. I still haven't seen what, um, what he had passed away from, but I know that he was having health issues. Um, he had canceled some, or they were rescheduling some of his shows, I think, you know, earlier this year because he was in the hospital. And so, um, obviously that's, that's, uh, that's a sad thing. And then, um, smash mouth frontman Steve Horwell passed away, I believe yesterday, um, from, uh, I'm pretty sure they said liver disease. Um, and he had talked about, a lot about being an alcoholic for most of his life. Um, and so I don't know, there's been some rumors going around. I'm not going to talk about other stuff, what he had said. Um, but he, yeah, he was uh, not doing well this weekend and, and this news came yesterday. So prayers go out to the fa their families um, and parrot head nation everywhere, you know, um, it was a, it's a sad day for, I mean, Jimmy Buffett had, I mean, his fan base was, when you have a fan base that has their own name, I think that's, that's iconic. So the Grateful Dead have the dead heads you have, um, and you have parrot heads and it's, um, Okay, so Courtney says Buffett had had uh, Merkel cell cer skin cancer. I didn't I didn't know that. Um, a lot of time in the sun without sunscreen. So okay, but moving on uh, from that, I do so. Starting, get let's get into this though, because so this, I, I honestly I thought about just doing 
a whole show called Transanity Hour um, because this week there was a lot of trans crazy nonsense out there. And so it would just made sense to call it the Transanity Hour. But I don't want to spend too much time on all the trans stuff. I could, like I said, I could have made a full episode on this. So we're going to kind of go through some of these stories um, fairly quickly. Now, the first story on the docket is in Colorado. Now, a teacher's union in Colorado instructed teachers to potentially break the law. Um, so in Colorado, the, the school, and, and honestly, they, they not, not just break the law, but disregard the school districts, um, you know, their instructions to teach when it comes to teaching gender identity or, um, taking surveys on children's quote unquote gender identity. Um, so, so this, what this is, um, what will happen in Colorado, um, parents in Jefferson County, Colorado claimed the school teachers were instructed on how to get around state and federal laws prohibiting gender, uh, prohibiting schools from conducting surveys about students' gender identities. Um, and the teachers union is the one that did that. Um, so. Apparently, an email was sent to teachers from the union that said, if you do a questionnaire, please make it in paper and please make it a paper and pencil activity. Any digital records are more permanent and may be requested under federal law, which they would be violating. Um. Basically, yeah, it was they this teachers union is supposed to have teachers backs like they're supposed to negotiate on behalf of the teachers. So basically, they put all of these teachers jobs. If you did this, your job is now in jeopardy because of your union that's supposed to be there to protect you. Um, and especially and then if you're breaking the law, um, it's it's not OK. Um, one of the school board, and, and this is apparently, so the school board member told the news that the leadership actually provided an avenue to get around the law and basically said it was okay. She noted that the, she noted that the union, which is supposed to protect teachers instead of put them at risk of losing their jobs and license. I want parents to know the district takes this very seriously. Before the start of the school year, the district told all teachers that state and federal laws prohibit mandatory surveys that ask kids for protected information, sexuality, gender identity, um, and all you know other protected information. Um, it's still, um, still, I, I guess the, the state law is still not necessarily known like what their left and right limits are. And so the school district said, just don't go there. Told the teachers, just don't go there. We, we're not going to deal with this. Don't go there. Um, like literally stated, please no preferred pronouns slash gender identity questionnaires. Do not promise to keep information from parents. Told teachers this. And so with the teachers, you know, just saying, if you're going to do them, 
Um, just don't make it so that we can search that you've did it. Um, and of course, parents are angry. And one of the parents actually said, like, her daughter, who she said is a lesbian and one of their nephews or something like that is is trans, was like, basically, like, I feel deceived and lied to, taken advantage of. Um, when Because... She found out because her son brought home one of these questionnaires that asked about his gender identity. And it's like. That's it's it's such a no, no thing to do. Like, why would you do this? Why? And. The the union president basically didn't didn't when asked about it, didn't say anything was basically like by allowing students to like basically disagreeing with the law, but it's the law. It's not your responsibility to tell, you know, teach, tell parents or tell teachers to disregard what the law is saying in this aspect. Just don't do it. And not even just the law, but again, it's the local school board. So basically they're telling teachers that your school board means nothing. You know, we are, you know, that it's, it, I mean, she she said we encourage and support educators to follow the Jefferson County's district policy, which states school staff shall not disclose information that. Sorry, um, but she she said like we we they support the policy that says that the school staff should not disclose information that may reveal a student's gender status to others, including parents. So they 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 respect that rule, but they don't respect the rules that say don't do these surveys. And this is the issue. I mean, this is why teachers unions, public employee unions are garbage. They are pushing far left woke policies um, and, and then they fight. And, and then there's a huge reason why they actually fight like school choice initiatives, because if you get out of the, if you, if they would, you know, they, they are not teaching your kids. They are there to indoctrinate your kids um, into this. But it's just so it, it is, it's, it, yes, Jen, it's, it's violating. It violates parental rights. Like, Parents sent their kids to this school because the kids said, no, we're not going to, you know, the school said, no, we're not going to do this. And then all of a sudden they said, and then all of a sudden teachers are going behind the backs, like doing what they're not supposed to do. And the union is pushing it. Not just like the union should, should, should not, I mean, the union should be in lockstep with the school on this. They should be protecting their teachers. The school the school board is trying to protect their teachers like don't do just don't go there we don't know exactly if you're gonna if it would be breaking the law just don't go there and so these surveys are why i just don't even understand why it's even relevant like why does a teacher need to know the sexuality of students or the gender identity of students why is that any of their business like if 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 an adult is asking a child what their sexuality is that is a red flag i'm sorry that's a that is a that's a huge red flag i don't i, I 
I don't know what else to call it. You know, like if you even care about a child's sexuality, there is something else going on. Okay. I don't know what else to call it. So this was a crazy situation, though. Um, but you want to talk about teachers even more. I mean, we can go move right along to our train on our transanity train right here. So we can move to the infamous shop teacher in Canada. Um, with the, that 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 showed up actually here with the massive prosthetic breasts. Um, that there was this huge thing that he was basically trolling like everybody. He was trying to get the payout, trying to self-ID into the trans category so, and doing it in such a way that if they that he knew that he would be fired over it and then get the massive payout because that's the way it works in Canada. It's like you can self-ID anywhere and they have to believe it. But he went like deep. He was like, no, they're real. Like he was, they were just, they were, they, they came on naturally. It was this rare genetic, there was like this rare disease or something like that that did this and showed up to school this year, fully male, just like this. Now here's the problem. Like I said, I think he, I think he was doing this to show, I think he was doing it for a, few reasons he was probably doing it again to get the payday um possibly to show the absurdity of self-id laws um in canada and how if you bend to them but somebody made the uh, made a really good point to me the other day though like you know with like the movie with with the movie cuties um the movie sexualized children to show how wrong it is to sexualize children, um, which is the, which is not good either. And so basically exposing children and, and doing this was not the way to go about this. It was, it's harmful, not just harmful to children. It's harmful to trans people that just want to go about and live their lives because you're making a mockery of somebody like me who just wants to go and live my life peacefully and not really you know, and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to stand out into society. I'm trying to blend into society. And so by going and being like, this is absurd. We're going to go do this, this, and this. It hurts all trans people. Um, so I, I, I don't think that this was a good thing. Um, but I did laugh when I saw that he went to school fully male. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> um, it was, it was, um interesting but um yeah there's even more it, i don't even know how could you even do this no you're right you're right courtney i mean yes the trans movement in general is a mockery of people like you i hope it stops soon me too me too one of the reasons why i'm out here um daily is just to show that like, no we're not these crazy people. Like, this isn't this isn't even average. Like I said, I always say you guys have probably heard me say this a thousand times. Like the internet really it's not real. Um, it just highlights the most extreme cases on both sides. 
Um, and so when you see the trans community, it's the extremes. And the prop one of the other problems with the internet is people will pull videos from two, three weeks ago, years ago. I mean, I've seen people that I know personally, I, I know them that have completely changed their views on stuff. Like they were they went viral for being one of these crazy trans people. And then they've come around to our side and at, are actually fighting against this. But yet the video of them going crazy are still being shown online as if it's like news today. That's a huge pet peeve of mine is when I see news being regurgitated. And the problem is, is like now we have like such a mind of a goldfish that, uh, you know, we forget stuff that happened two weeks ago. So a video can be replayed from two weeks ago with, you know, basically false information and everybody just takes it as, as at face value because nobody fact checks anything. Um, that's just, um, I, I wish that would, you know, people would take a little bit more care. I think community notes would be good. I just think that there needs to be community notes on Twitter needs to be revamped to be like, quicker like we can like send like when we we can just like have a quick report button to where when somebody reports community notes i don't want i don't like personally i i, I don't like reporting tweets but i'll report it and put additional com com comments in there and be like i don't want this post deleted i just want you know a community notes added to it and since i got shadow banned for using the t-slur a few weeks ago i can't I, I i actually found out i'm not eligible for community notes um, because I called myself the T word and that got, that got censored. So I'm not allowed to be community notes writer right now, which would be the perfect job for me. Cause like I said, this stuff gets to me. Um, but yeah, so I, I again, another big, big rant there, but I, I think that this, it doesn't help anything. And it, but it is kind of hilarious because they were warning that this person had got a job and the school was actually ex expecting him to show up and there'd be a huge media kerfuffle about it because of the huge boobs and everything like that. And then shows up like this and it's like, wait a second, what? Like, and so there's a public attention because he didn't show up like that. It's kind of ironic. Um, in my opinion. Um, wait. I'm sorry. I'm I'm reading. I'm reading back some of the comments. I'm trying to figure out what's going on um, with Courtney here. I will read back those later. But um, wow. No, 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 no. Don't don't be sorry. I was like, I started to get wrapped up into what you guys were saying in the chat, and um, it kind of derailed what I was saying here. So I'm sorry to y'all. Um, because of, of of the chat so um moving on to the next story um actually this wasn't the next story was it i thought there was one more oh no this is still trans sanity it's this one's not really trans sanity this one's more 
just again the sexualization of children um looking at um so there's an Oregon store that is selling genital shaped plushies to children um and actually yeah i actually love that y'all are so like in the chat and um communicating with each other i i, I need to get used to that aspect of this and and what's directed to me and what's directed to each other so that's actually me i actually like that you guys are building the community around this so <laughs> you know but yes yeah, so oregon is um okay that's um <laughs> yes yes Um, yeah, Oregon store selling these things. Um, and if you look at these, like, like what again, like who, who's buying this stuff? Who's buying plush toys that look like genitals? I mean, this is stuff that like children, like that's the whole point is like children, would do this stuff. Yeah, Jen, Oregon is like lost. Like Oregon, Washington, California. They can just like fall off the coast. Like they could just like break away. That would be nice. Um, and then like the other states that are not this crazy can um, do this. The worst part about this though and it's for kids. Um, the owner is very proud of it, especially when kids pick up the, the clitoris plushie and read the information card about it. And actually, so this is an interesting picture. You see, she was, and it's actually in the front, on the top here. You can see what type of person she is. The America was never great shirt that she's wearing. Yeah, that kind of tells you exactly who she is. Um, she's a full-blown lefty who hates this country. Maybe she should leave. I don't know. If you don't if 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 you don't think that this is a great country, then why are you here? Why don't you go to a country that you do think is great? You know, I I, I don't know. I don't I don't have a lot of time for that stuff i understand trying to make your country better um you know but to say it was never great that irritates me but that's not even the worst part about this woman um and in one post she says so what so what or so what a kid grabs stuffed testicles and reads the information card about what the testicle does the horror how dare we want our kids educated on the human body, but rest assured, they've never had a problem with me. My shop, heck, they even refer to their refer their customers here, stuff penises and all, but now it's a problem. It's a problem. It's it's just a problem. Like the people who are sending their customers there. That's a problem too. Okay, like but that's the again, this is the way that it is. Like this is the free market here is at work. Um 
people should be outraged at this stuff. I'm not going to have the government come in and shut this down. I don't think kids should be going in there, though. And I think that it should be labeled as 21 and over, 18, not 21 and over, at least 16 and over. Um, but it's, I, I don't get it. So this other person had said in a Facebook post, so I popped in a store today while waiting on another to open. Couldn't believe what it was actually seeing. It was going to was going to make a purchase until I seen what they had on the counter. When I went to pay, I then told her, nope, change my mind. I will not be purchasing anything. Please tell me who is going to buy their child a stuffed penis, let alone all the other organs but a penis. Yeah. That's what you do. You tell them that you don't like it and you're leaving. Just not, not doing it. Not supporting anything. Not Because, again, you could disagree with this and then buy something else but you're still supporting the business okay just don't just don't 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 go there yeah Courtney you're right like Courtney said I well, now I see why kids are having a severe mental health crisis now given all that research decades show sexualizing kids cause severe trauma yeah Kids should be kids, right? Like, we should just let them grow up and deal with this stuff naturally and not push it on them. Like, who's who's buying this stuff for their kids? It's not just... it's. This is the thing. is It's not just the shop owner that we should be, like, condemning. It's the people who are buying this stuff for their kids. Who's doing that? Because there has to be a demand for it. If there's not a demand for it, she wouldn't sell it. And if she wouldn't sell, if she didn't sell it, we we won't have an issue. So where is the demand? And actually, who's manufacturing this stuff? Like she's not hand making this stuff. So who's even manufacturing this stuff? Like this is a whole this is a whole chain of events that we need to we need needs to be looked into. You know, I, I don't get this, but again. This isn't even the worst about this woman who owns this business. Um, Katie, Katie Davis Court with the Post Millennial when she was writing this story. Um, I was actually on the desk with her this day. On, uh, I think it was, this was Sunday when she did this. Yeah, she posted some videos. And I, I advise when she posted the link to her Instagram account, to our, our channel, our our company channel i clicked on it and i wish i didn't don't go to her instagram channel it is disgusting and honest and she has an OnlyFans account think about that she has an OnlyFans account like this is the woman this is her instagram account and she's advertising her OnlyFans account and she's selling stuff plushies to children like this is you know territory that we really probably can't go on go into on youtube like seriously what the fuck now this is this is this is actually there's a um there's another store that lives a tiktok might even be in portland i have the information i was going to do a video on it a couple 
couple months ago and I was waiting for more information from somebody that was on the inside. Um, and this was actually way back when in my gaze against groomers days, I was working with it with their team over there who knew the person that was on the inside, but they, they like teach classes on this stuff to like teenagers and all that. And it, like this woman owned it, not this woman that I'm talking about here, but this other person, I think it might even, be, it was either in Seattle or Portland, I believe, but owned like a sex shop like a, a high, it was like a classy sex shop though like it looked like nice displays and everything like that and they um they had like yeah like classes that were like it was like all ages or something like that i'll have to go dig back into what that story was all about um but it 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 was so bad like i like, like i said i was going to do a lot of content on it um but i was wait i was trying to get more information but they were like it had been brought libs at TikTok had done it like two years had said something about it like a year and a half ago or like two years ago or something like that and um they were still doing these events so it, it's just yeah that coast needs to go i know there's a lot of talk of you know, national divorce and it would never happen, which I, I can see. I, I know why it would never happen, but we need to like cut California like in half. Why not just give like the top portion of California and like that to and like Portland and or so yeah, Washington, Oregon, just cut it off. Let it float away. I know you can't cut off. I know it won't float away just for just for monitoring purposes. I I, I get it. That was a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't go. Don't don't go to her Instagram account. I'm warning you, like it's not a pretty sight. So, yeah. But. This actually leads to the next story where the tech the tech magazine um wired said the quiet part out loud. They said why all of this stuff is happening, why the sexualization of children is happening. You know, they're they're basically saying all this like they're saying it the quiet part out loud it's exactly what we've been talking about it's um to destroy the uh the nuclear family like it's all critical theory it's postmodern neo-marxism um and how we destroy like i said it's like um it's all the basis of critical theory and and this magazine is 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 pushing it and so it's a tech magazine um and they're talking about why it is immoral to have to want biological children not immoral to have children but to want biological children one of the things that they say because it pushes back against the biological essentialism built into white supremacy so wanting biological children is a sign of white supremacy. Did you know that? That's what they said. That's what they're saying. Um, they're saying that it's it's white supremacy. They also talked about um, sur uh, gestational surrogacy, which if you've been following me long enough, I don't agree with surrogacy. I think that surrogacy is immoral. Um, 
I used to be okay. I used to be for it, actually. Um, I still think that, you know, what a consent a woman does with her body consensually is her choice. I just don't think it's a good moral thing um, because it, it really does um, allow people to rent the womb of a woman that causes all these different issues. And um, I, I just don't think that surrogacy is a good thing, you know, um, but still, I don't think it should be necessarily be illegal because again, it's um, what somebody does consenting consents to is, is their choice. And there's so many more. I, I think that adoption is a much better option. There's enough kids that need to be adopted. So yeah. And so it talked a little bit about surrogacy. Um, and it talked even about, um, what did it say? Yeah. So here talking about the renting of the womb, but then it started talking about like the ability to screen embryos. Um, and ironically it talked about how, you know, eugenics has played such a, is such a bad thing. But then it basically advocated for eugenics um, when going down to the the embryo level. So you can go into an embryo and screen for different genes that would say, um, you know, not have certain diseases and all this stuff, which is. Um, it, it's basically eugenics. And, and one of the reasons, you know, and this kind of goes into, you know. Um, genetic screening, one of the reasons why they went away from like they, they stopped looking for what they call like the gay gene was because they thought that if parents um, could n could know that their child could screen for it and know that their child was going to be gay, um, then they could have an abortion. That's wrong. It's morally wrong um, because we don't think that there's anything, you know, there's nothing wrong with being gay. Um, and so they stopped even looking for that to see if, you know, you were born, like if there was a genetic component to being gay, it's playing a lot to the trans movement. But now they're saying, now the left is saying that this is a good thing. You can screen for this stuff. You can screen for different things and we can basically eradicate different diseases. Think about that for a second. Um, it's, so basically talking about, again, eugenics, um, it, it's not, it's not a good thing, but even going further into it, um, so, so yeah, even going into it though, it's weird though, because the whole issue of like white supremacy and stuff, it says, the, um, sharing genetics is less critical to black identity than it is to white identity. The notion of racial purity is foreign to black folk is what the, what the article says. Um, and that the, the notion of having biological children is built into white supremacy to, to pass your genes on to somebody else because you consider that and, and I, and because uh, you consider them quote unquote peer. Um, but when we talk about it, like this is what we've kind of talked about quite a bit. Like it says it, he noted 
We should hope to witness a broader acceptance of non-traditional, non-nuclear family structures, um, which is kind of causing. There, there's there's a lot of issues with not you know with the with the non-nuclear family structures trying to dismantle that. It's caused a lot of issues in our society trying to dismantle that. Um, And and then the other thing it mentions is that as people, um, as some parents who only want to have biological children start to reevaluate their desire, like if you if they're not allowed to have biological children, um, then they will reevaluate they will reevaluate their desire to be parents at all in the long term, which will aid in depopulation. We've been talking for quite a while about the issues of depopulation, why like they're sterilizing children through, you know, by transing them, why why they're trying to do that, why they're trying to sterilize, yeah, why you're trying to depopulate people. Like the whole trans, like transing kids could have a huge effect on depopulation, which is something that the World Economic Forum wants. And it's agenda 2030. Um, so he just basically says it right out, out loud. Like this would aid in that. Yeah. What about, yeah, Jen says, what about nuclear families outside of white people that exist? It's a good point. They don't, they don't really care that, um, about nuclear families. Um, You know, I, I don't know. I think that they're, you know, it, it leads down a very different road. Um, Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it just kind of comes around and says, um, we will finally come to realize that our relationships with each other are not defined by our rudimentary mechanism desire to pass on our own genes, but rather our capacity for love and care. Look, it's it's not wrong to want your own biological children. I think it makes sense if you can have your own biological children. What it didn't, I I think, I, what's interesting is it doesn't really go into like if you don't know the the family history of a child's you know health. Then you don't. Then you don't know what they should be taking precautions on and all that stuff. I talking like if your family has, you know, is prone to diabetes, you probably shouldn't eat a lot of sugar. You should probably not do that. But if you don't know what your what your family history is, then how are you gonna you know prevent some of these health health issues that you could have? I, I don't know. You know, um, people are weird. They want people sick and dead. And they want them sterilized. I I feel like this is actually... <laughs> where's my tinfoil hat? Let's put it on. I feel like this is leading down to a road where... Um, and we've already seen the uh, the stuff like... 
leading down the road to children will be born and and grown in like baby farms where you can just go like buy the child where's the people from black mirror i got i have a new new episode but like yeah like baby farms to where people would just go buy the children that they want with the genetics that they want um because nobody's having biological children and then that it, it really is like the 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 uh the handmaid's tale was it the hand yeah handmaid handmaid's tale the uh where it's like but instead of having like women carry these babies they just grow them in a lab um i i feel like that's what's gonna that's what this is that's what this is leading to and it makes sense coming from a tech magazine that they would want lab grown babies again it's a tech magazine who would be selling this stuff it, it it's sick and disgusting and we're gonna move on so yeah we're moving on to something that's not so sick and disgusting. Um, we're talking about Burning Man, okay? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot um, that was um, talked about. If you hadn't seen, so Burning Man is a festival. If you don't, if you don't know what Burning Man is, a festival in in uh, was it Black Rock City? Nevada, which is basically a desert. And I, I the ground is what's called it's the playa, which I believe is an old it's like an old uh, lake bed. And so like it rained in the desert and caused all these issues. So if you didn't see some of this stuff, here's here's one of the here's one of the videos. It is soaking wet here at Burning Man. Look at this water. But over here is a double rainbow. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that rainbow. And this guy, this guy was pretty cool, actually. It's so it, it, it it's interesting because listen to what he says, though. Drowning man update. We got three quarters of an inch of rain. Travel is impossible. And there's about 70,000 people stranded on a barren lake bed. But fortunately, burners are badass and brought all the supplies we need. Or most of us. We got people who came by bus camped on the edge of the city. They're in pop-up tents and at risk of getting hypothermia. But we don't need outside help. We're going to bind together. Get radically self-reliant. Dry out the furniture. And keep the party going. The alternative is to fall into despair, roll over, and die. And we all have a choice in how we're going to handle this. So everyone open up your Starlink satellite so people can communicate with their families. Make an expedition to the edge of the city with food and water and don't fight anybody because we're all in this together bury those negative thoughts and gratitude for your life because a couple people didn't make it last night and know that we're all going to clean up this mess and get out of here this is the hand we were dealt this year and together we're going to get through it the 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 the, the nonchalant way to say some people didn't make it last night but we're going to get through it <laughs> 
Um, it, it's interesting. Now, I I will I will I will preface this. Um, Burning Man is actually on one of my is 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 on my bucket list. I I want to go. Me and some friends have been trying to make plans to get ready to go and all this. I was actually just looking at the website like two months ago, um, but it, it just wasn't in the cards this year. But it is a place that, and I'm glad it was in the cards. At first, I was like, I'm glad it, was, it wasn't in the cards that this is the year that I would have gone to Burning Man. This is what happens. But I mean, I've lived in stuff like this when I was in the army and like when I was in Louisiana and stuff. So I've, I've lived through stuff like this and but with better vehicles and all that right but um but walking through mud and all that it's just not it's not fun but i was thinking about this i'm like you know if you know how like burns work it's like you have the main festival acts like the main djs and stuff they weren't they they got out of there they they didn't stick around right but um yeah they didn't stick around and so they then um, but the way that they work is like this is a city built like the the, the participants build this city every year. Um, and so it's whatever they make of it um, other than just like the few stages and stuff like for the main acts and like that. And so when you go like smaller DJs have like their equipment all set up in their in their like by their tent areas or in their camp areas and a lot of these these people have like different groups that they go with so they've been playing this to go with this stuff and so i i, I was i still thought that they would still be partying in the mud which um i'll show you here in a little bit too but um it, it, it yeah it was interesting but then he was like just nonchalantly like yeah some didn't make it last night now the um the event organizer, that's what this what this article was about, is there was, they confirmed that there was a death on Saturday night at Burning Man. Don't know what it was from. Don't know if it was the rain uh, event, but it happened during the rain. Um, but again, it's, it's a festival where a lot of people are doing drugs and, and are usually very, very dehydrated and, and can get very dehydrated because they're not drinking enough water. They're doing ecstasy and they're not doing, they're not drinking enough water, all this different stuff. Right. And so they didn't, they didn't actually disclose who it was or what the issue there was, but there was a death on Saturday at Burning Man. It was kind of interesting because we covered, I actually think we covered what last week, um, the, uh, environmental activist that were blocking the road to Burning Man. <laughs> so it went for, like this year it's been all over the news because environmental activists blocked the road on the way in. And then they burned an effigy of, for uh, Ukraine, which I think is down here. Um, yeah. It went from this. So it went from that to then they burned an effigy for you for the Ukraine war. And then they um, and then they get rained out and things are going crazy there. Um, this is Diplo. And if you don't know Diplo, Diplo is 
a pretty well-known DJ. I think he was playing there. But could you imagine that him and Chris Rock walked miles and then fans picked him up? <laughs> like, could you imagine being the fans and being like, oh, my God, like, like hey, can you give us a ride? Be like, uh, you're Chris Rock and Diplo. Of course you can have a ride. So that's they hopped the ride with the fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely crazy now i do want to give a quick shout out to my friend who i was actually um trying to contact um my friend gloria alvarez um who i met at freedom fest um she is running for the president of guatemala she lives in mexico um we were talking about burning man when we were together in uh, in in memphis this year and so i was like wait are you at burning man and she posted this um yesterday and so this is what it's really like not what the news is actually reporting on man from land of monkey 7ng we even have food it's amazing that's marcelo over there mexico represented <laughs> this is the amazing dinner that we're having in apocalypse thanks to these guys thank you guys it's an amazing amazing dinner the sun came out ahí está roberto ahí está richo todo sobreviviendo Nuestro gran líder que no se ha ido yeah, y nuestra lideresa. Exacto. Y no se Ocho de la noche, sábado 2 de septiembre del 2023, desde Burning Man. Ya después de que logramos controlar el campo, salimos a ver un poquito la ciudad. Hay mucha gente haciendo buena onda. Fiesta para todos esos de Fox News que decían que estábamos sin comida. Sin agua. Ok, esto es desde Burning Man, no en vivo porque no tenemos internet, pero para toda la gente que allá afuera este se está preguntando. Y mientras hay gente que está perdiendo la cabeza, otros se pusieron bien creativos con la cabeza de Quetzalcoatl. Tú ya. It's not it's it's not as doom and gloom as everybody's making it out to be. It looks like it was actually could have been a good time. It's one of the ones that you'll talk about forever. And uh, yeah, Robbie Gloria is the go. I love her. She's she is amazing. I met her. Yeah, like I said, I've met her. She's she's so fun. Um, actually, if you look at my Instagram, you'll see we we had a picture of me, her, and Martha Bueno um, from from uh, from Freedom Fest. Um. Yeah, magnificent devil. I, I did hear that the porta potty is overflowed, and I, I don't. I could see that happening. Yeah, because well, who's going to come service the porta potties? But here again, I was in the army. I know how to dig a slit trench. Um, how to utilize the environment. <laughs> Um, I would just stay away from the porta potties from getting sick from going over there, right? So, I mean, there's there's things you can do. A lot of people, and it's worse if you're staying in like tents and stuff. I know a lot of people are, would be going into um, um, would be a lot of people stay in RVs and stuff. And like when we've when me and me and my friends have 
plan to go. We've talked about getting RV and having that set up. I talked about even, but, but still talked about like the water for like showers and toilets would not be used for showers and toilets. It would be actually be like certified like drinking water. Um, so you, so you don't dehydrate. So you actually have a good system of like good water system to where you can just stay hydrated. It's like a big water Buffalo. Um, it's what I would do, but yeah, I did hear that too, but there's ways around it. And that's the thing about Burning Man is, um, they always, I thought it was kind of interesting because like one of their tenants is to leave the place better than it, than when you found, when you got there. And so like the whole idea that environmental activists were protesting was kind of hilarious because the people that go to Burning Man are probably super environmentally conscious people. Like a lot of people are calling them hippies online, but yeah, maybe. Um, it's mostly ravers though, like ravers and I guess hippies, but um, I know a lot of people that go to Burns, so it's it looked fun. But talking about getting sick, um, I don't know if I can talk about this. We're just going to try it on YouTube today though. We're going to see because this is CNN. This is CNN. Um, I want to start this segment and say that I am not a doctor. Not giving you health advice. I'm just showing you what happened. Make that clear. But CNN is again, CNN. What is going on? Like even CNN is pushing back on Dr. Fauci about masks when it comes to the spread of covid um so this week on cnn um i'll just play the clip uh brett stevens in the times talked about cochran put that on the screen the most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness including covid19 was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference, he told the journalist Mayan Damasi, full stop. But wait, hold on, what about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality? Surgical or cloth masks makes no difference, none of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. So if the data was less strong, then why did we have mask mandates for everybody? It, it, I don't see how that makes sense. Question, like, how does Fauci say that it works for individuals, but not for the uh, the overall population? If it doesn't work for individuals, how does it? Yeah, I, I, I don't get that because the whole point is that the, the mask is too small to block the particles. The particles will just go right through, will go through the mask. Um it's it's kind of crazy and actually um do i have this clip no i don't think i do um but remember this isn't this isn't the first time that 
we we've known that Fauci has said this type of stuff, said that masks don't really work. So in 2021, there was a FOIA request um, that a former Obama administration secretary of health and human services, Sylvia Burwell, asked him about precautions she should take while traveling. I believe this was in 2021. Um, and Fauci said in an email back to her, said masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy in drugstores is not really effective in keeping out the virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. I don't recommend you, that you wear a mask, particularly since you are going to a very risk, low risk location. He recommended that this person didn't wear a mask and then recommend to the entire country that we do. It, it makes no sense. And actually, this is why I'm so concerned. I'm concerned because Rand Paul was given a 10 day or a seven day suspension on YouTube in August 2021, about the same time as that, you know, that FOIA request came out for posting a video that said, and I quote, I'm quoting Senator Rand Paul, YouTube, a video that quotes two peer reviewed articles saying cloth, cloth masks don't work that's what he said and or he quoted the peer-reviewed studies and got a seven-day suspension for it so again what's going on it's really cnn has really kind of started to take to the obama to the uh the biden administration on this too um it's really kind of a, a crazy situation that's going on um but here's but I guess what Fauci is trying to say, and we'll kind of bring this into perspective, I guess he's trying to say that the reason why is because during the height of COVID, everybody was assumed to be, to have COVID. Even if you didn't have symptoms, you were considered to have COVID. So you, we need to scare everybody and make everybody wear a mask because then it will help prevent the spread. But then the, it didn't from according to the studies um it really didn't do much to um as a whole on the individual level it is which i i don't see how that makes sense at all um that is it, it's just a weird way of saying it but um later on in the interview Fauci actually said um he he's concerned that now Americans are not going to accept their tyranny. Those are my words, not his, to clarify. Americans will reject mask mandates now. And so that concerns him. Um, so this is what he said later on in the episode. Actually, is that pulled up? Yeah, I think it is. Nice to have you back. How worried are you that people will not follow advice to wear masks if, big if, if we get to that? Well, Michael, that's a very good question. As you said, if we get to that, I mean, we're starting to see a surge of cases, as you mentioned, about an 18 or 19 percent increase in hospitalizations, certainly going in the wrong direction, what looks like a late summer and into the fall surge. How bad it's going to get, we don't know. As you know, this is a very unpredictable virus has shown us that over the last three and a half years. I am concerned that people 
will not abide by recommendations. And, and we're not talking about mandates or forcing anybody, but when you have a situation where the volume of cases in society gets to a reasonably high level, particularly the vulnerable, those who are elderly and those with underlying conditions are gonna be more susceptible and vulnerable if they do get infected to get severe disease leading to hospitalization. We know that, that's a fact. We've seen that. So I would hope that if in fact we get to the point where the volume of cases is such and organizations like the CDC recommend CDC doesn't mandate anything. I mean, recommends that people wear masks. I would hope that they abide by the recommendation and take into account the risk to themselves. The CDC doesn't 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 mandate anything. Right. That's why they were having people removed from Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. All these organizations when they um, would say when they would for misinformation. They're not mandating it, but they're having accounts removed. They're threatening businesses who stayed open. Basically, they locked the entire country down off of these recommendations. They told businesses that they should have people wear masks inside of them. So yeah, they didn't recommend. They didn't. They didn't mandate anything. Come on now. And this this also comes as again, we talked about it last week. President Biden had um is said that there is a new uh new vaccine on the way that they are most likely going to recommend a, a new vaccine that works that they are going to most likely re- recommend whether you've had a vaccine or not. And I think I saw somewhere too this week, and I don't want to, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that this week they said um, this new strand of COVID actually affects people who had the vaccine or who have had COVID more. So if you never had the vaccine and you never had um, COVID, so you don't have any antibodies to it, this new one doesn't affect you. It's not as contagious to you. Again, I that's what I think I read. I don't want to say that that is the truth. Um, I didn't really dig too deep into it, but I think that's what it said. Um, you can go look that up yourself. Um, but yeah. Um, I got one more story if you guys are going to stick around too. Um, so I actually asked a question on... on uh, on Twitter, still calling it Twitter because I haven't gotten my subscriptions yet. Ask a question on Twitter. Are we in a cold war with Mexico? It kind of seems like it. So um, back in 2014, there was a mass, there was um, 42 college students disappeared um, in like one of the southern portions of, of Mexico. Um, and it wasn't until this year that the U.S. So crazy story, and I would actually go recommend. I wrote the, there. It's it's on Human Events. If you go under humanevents.com/sarah um, or slash author slash Sarah, you can actually see this was one of the last ones that I did for human on Human Events. But if you go over there, 
um, I, I do recommend reading the whole story because it is wild. So the U.S. was um, wiretapped the cartels in this area because they believe that they were linked to drug trafficking into Chicago. Again, so the U.S. has had these text messages since 2014, but they just released them to the Mexican government this year. These text messages actually show that, so through their wiretaps, it shows um, traffickers calling the military whores who they had in the bag. Um, basically, it shows that their uh, cartel was getting increasingly worried about its rivals moving into the into their territory. Um, and so when they saw this bus full of students getting ready to leave, they thought it was their rivals. And so they um, they ordered the it was they ordered the 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 police. So the police shot at this bus. And then abducted all the 43, they abducted the 43 students. And then there was um, text messages um, from the cartels. Like then they handed them off to the cartel. The cartel then incinerated their bodies in the, uh, in the, uh, so the morgue, the, the, the person at the morgue, um, allows them to use the the cremator when they want to make people disappear. And so they did that here. Um, and the milit and these documents actually show military documents show the organization knew about the cartel. Like the like they all knew the police and everybody knew about the car cartel's plan. Like their military didn't they knew but they didn't intervene. Um, it, I mean Mexico it, it just showed and then like the US said that they didn't give these documents to Mexico because they believe that mexico is corrupt and so like one of the students said they had all this information but they hid it um instead of looking for our children or telling us the truth they protected themselves and that's talking about the mexican military um even mexican pre the mexican president said in july that one cannot stain an entire institution because of the actions of one official um. Yeah. So the D U.S. DEA Drug Enforcement Agency collected the conversations in 2014 while investigating the cartel's involvement in drug traffic and trafficking drugs to Chicago. An investigator said it delayed handing over the information until last year because of distrust in the Mexican government. Uh. Like. Basically, yeah, one person that escaped that uh, one prosecutor from Mexico who escaped to the U.S. So this like it shows that the collusion that was happening, that he was trying to stop from happening between the cartels operating and the connection it has to authorities, including the army. So. I mean, I'm not I, I don't know. I look at this and be like, why are we? God, are we in a cold war with Mexico? I don't know. This is great. Like, if we can't, if we're not turning over um, text messages that could lead to that, that prove like what happened during a murder, 
like a murder of 43 people because of, you know, crime, like a crime organization there. Like they could take those cr criminals off the street there so that they're not able to traffic drugs to, to, to the U.S. I don't I don't get it. I don't get why. Like if we're not in a, if we're not in a Cold War, why would we? It's interesting, but yeah, I mean, they talked about um, different code words that they use. Um, they talked about they called the city councilor a whore. So basically, anybody who was taking money from the cartels was a whore because they wanted to ask. You know, they were asking for too much money. Um, but and a lot of the communication was between police and cartel members. So it's a lot of corruption in Mexico. Um, this shows it, and. Um, Maybe they'll finally, you know, be able to put together a lot of pieces. But this was an interesting article. And I mean, like I said, this was the, the New York Times piece for it was like 3000 words. So it's a long read and it's and, and it's 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 but it's it's really. You want to talk about true crime, this it, it's it's just crazy. And the cover up with it is even crazier. Uh, but yeah. But with that, um, went about 10 minutes over today. It's a good episode. I want to thank you all for joining me today. Um, you know, our, uh, if you haven't already, make sure you click that like and subscribe button. Follow me across all social media platforms, Sarah Higdon underscore on Instagram and, um, and Twitter. Follow me on Rumble. Um, and on YouTube and just, I think everywhere else, I think I'm, I, I don't know. I'm on Facebook, but I'm like never on there. Just follow me across all social media platforms and I will see you next time.